This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. And this is Christina, and you're listening to Wannabe Fans, a podcast for wannabe fans of St. Louis City SC. We are starting this episode off with a game, and I'm going to be running the game. It is a true or false, uh, just about Bradley Carnell, Coach Carnell. And so I just went to the internet to pull some facts about <laughs> Coach Carnell. Don't worry, it's credible. It's St. Louis Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I pulled some info from an interview that he did with St. Louis Magazine. And so we're going to play this game. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to get us started. Um, so I'm going to just make a statement. You tell me true or false. Okay. And by the way, I didn't know that we were going to play a game until right now, basically. So yeah, I, I texted about an hour ago and said, we're going to play a game. <laughs> yeah. So I have not had any time to cheat. I have not read this article. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. So yes, all the integrity in the world belongs to Anna Maria. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> okay. So coach Carnell was previously a MLS interim coach for the New York Red Bulls. True. True. Yes. He had a uh, interim coaching uh, tenure with the New York Red Bulls. I'm trying to go straight to, yeah, it said that he guided the squad to the postseason. And during Carnell's 14 game run, the Red Bulls responded with six wins, three draws and five losses. So, all right. All right, next question or statement. Bradley Cornell did not meet Lutz until he moved to St. Louis. False. That's correct. According to ESPN, Carnell learned some of the in- intricacies of the position from Lutz, who taught him during a three-week coaching seminar through the German Football Federation. So they had a relationship prior to coaching St. Louis City. Okay. I kind of guessed on that one. Yeah. 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 Um, So there were rumors that Coach Carnell was fit to join Manchester United as an assistant under his mentor from the Bundesliga. True. That is true. So there were rumors uh, I'm reading this verbatim from the article. (laughs) Rumors swirled in early December that Carnell was a fit to join United as an assistant under Ralph Rangnick, his mentor from the Bundesliga. Interesting. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. I didn't didn't know that. (laughs) I knew a few things, but that was not one of them. So, um, all right. So, Coach Carnell played locally and in the Bundesliga, but never made it to the national team. 
false? Yes, <laughs> that is false. He had, and let me make sure I was going to just go for it because I do remember the number, but I don't want to be wrong. Logging 42 appearances for his home country between 1997 and 2010. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It sounds so like a lot. also a regular on his national team. So that's, yeah, he had three starts in the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Okay. Impressive. Yeah, did not know that about him. Um, and then the last one is him and Lutz have significantly different playing philosophies, but they make it work. I would say true. It's what? it is it is. <laughs> that was a tricky one. I took okay. that one on purpose. Okay. I kind of worded that one. Do they have similar playing philosophies? And they that's have, why it works it, versus the statement says that they are aligned on the club's playing philosophy. Ah, so, yeah. you tricked me. I didn't want it to be too easy. It was getting easy, and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just toss this one in there. But essentially, yes, um, they they quote. Bradley and I speak a common language. This is from Lutz. So they do share the similar philosophy. I think it was the second part of that that threw me off. The, but they make it work. That's what I did. I added that on purpose. Look at you. So <laughs> clever. And that concludes our game. Match. Week 38 has come and gone for the Premier League, meaning that the Premier League season is over. And right now we just want to look at our expectations from the very beginning and where we landed at the end of the Premier League season. And so I'm going to pass it over to Anna Maria to kind of give us her thoughts of just the Premier League and going to the Amsterdam and being a Chelsea supporter. So, oh gosh, you had to throw that in there at the end. Um, well, I was going to first say sorry to our friend that we met and like the first time that I went to the Amsterdam. I think we mentioned it on the podcast, but there was a lead supporter there who was trying to get us to jump on the Leeds train because there are so many Americans that play on the Leeds team, but Leeds just got relegated. So pour one out for him. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor yeah. guy. That hurts. That does hurt. I mean, it also hurts to probably be a Spurs fan or a Chelsea fan right now. Just oh, because. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've had the worst season. Yeah, it's been one hell of a, a year for us or season, I guess, is more appropriate. But, yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The Spurs sat at the top of the table for most of the year, and we landed at eight. Um I we had a few coach changes and club changes. It was just like a train wreck and for me <laughs> to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I ex fully expected to uh, see us dip at some point, not to come down on any of, you know, the players. But it just is what it is. That's what I signed up for. I mean, my friend did say that it was going to be a hell of a time with Chelsea. I'm trying to find the text right now because there was that text about it being like a roller coaster on fire being run by like ferrets on methamphetamines. Yeah. And I think that's accurate. Like mm -hmm. it actually was. I mean, we, we 
I think right when I started, we were in the top eight. And then I think we fell down to, I don't want to look. I don't know where we finished after yesterday. It's like 12. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It, it's bad. Not far below. It's like we, we, we pour money into it and then we just set the money on fire and the players have no idea what to do. And the coaches <laughs> keep getting fired and it's awful, but it's fun. It was fun. I thought it was fun. Like going to the Amsterdam on like weekend mornings and just being like, okay, I'm going to have a cider and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch some soccer was always very entertaining. Um, I liked it when we were able to go with like my husband and, um, the, the other boys, Dakota and Jeff, um, yeah, when we would go friends. as a group, mm-hmm. um, because it, it was always very entertaining to me that they would all start talking about like things that were not soccer and you and I would be super invested in what was going on. <laughs> yeah. We would be the only ones watching. Um, I mean, if Liverpool was playing, Jeff was probably watching, but we were always there for Spurs We were Chelsea. always there for us. Yeah. Um, it's it's a commitment to go to the Amsterdam sometimes uh, for Jeff, but <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was great. I I enjoyed it, and I look forward to um, starting starting off again next season. Yep, I hope that it goes better. I don't think it will. <laughs> nope. weeks ago we had our first meeting with Sporting Kansas City and the club has been calling them Sporting Kansas which has been hilarious and neither of us were able to make it in person but we both watched from our respective locations and then texted each other throughout it as we do with our running commentary. So Christina first things first how do we feel about the word Darby? I hate it. I hate it too. It's spelled Derby. Why is it called Darby? And nobody's told me yet. So I feel like, I feel like we just need to hate on it. Yeah. And I could just look it up on the internet and find out why, but I'd rather just hate it instead. Yeah. Just like clinical. We can hate Darby. We can hate clinical. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right. So they kept calling it a Darby on the MLS, like pre-match thing. And I think we were texting each other and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. Yes. We were like, what in the world? does this mean like why why do why we, would they say that? why why do we call it a derby i don't know i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me i i mean i would have just stuck with a rivalry match or yeah something or just call it a derby because or something more creative something more creative yeah instead of a derby which is yeah like- and then they created mls created that like meme where, because it was rivalry week. So you had all these different teams oh. and then they had us like pulling on a scarf, on a scarf. soccer capital with yeah. Casey. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, and that was officially from MLS. That was not, yeah, like, we had nothing to do with that. Was not that. MLS memes, I mean, which we know we talk about, but that was, that was something that was put out by MLS. It was a little like picture of all the different rivalries in like a cartoon way. And I saw that and I was like, oh, Lordy. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, we both watched from afar. We had a good time doing that. Uh, The pre-match made our blood boil because um, they kept saying that we were fragile and that they were favoring Sporting Kansas to win 3-1 because they'd been on a hot streak because they Mm -hmm. beat the Sounders and like 
all this other stuff that like beforehand, I think we were pretty mad, weren't we? Yeah. We were texting each other and we were just like, what are they doing? What is this bullshit? Right. I, I did not think that they were going to predict that SKC was going to win that match. I was 3-1 and they all agreed on it. Yeah. It was wild. That was wild to me. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that they think that because of one match or a, a tiny streak that their performance is somehow going to, like, I think they just assumed that they were going to continue forward with this, whatever momentum that they had. Um, but they did not, as you all Spoiler know, alert. <laughs> they did not. So, um, but yeah, I, I was excited to see us win because it's a rivalry. So yeah. you obviously want to win and there's a lot of drama already with yeah. the soccer capital piece. And then, you know, sporting KC thinks that we're just over here worried about them all the time, which brings me to my favorite meme of all time, which is Kansas city saying, I feel bad for you. And then they wrote St. Louis. I don't think about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> which is true. Um, and I think that we played really well. I was um, so excited because we finally figured out how to play since Klaus got injured. Like yeah. it was like it was like the team was like, "Hey, here's how we actually do this." And it was in in rivalry week that they were able to kind of get their act together and be like, "Hey, we're gonna go score some goals." Does that sound good? Let's go score some goals. <laughs> it was exactly. great. It, it was, was great. So good. Um, I was babysitting, so. I was constantly like running upstairs to check on the baby and then come back down. And Anna Maria was really kind to just text me so that while I was upstairs, I knew what was going on. (laughs) So I had my own personal live stream of the, of the match, which was, was awesome. But yeah, four, four goals and Stroud had a really great game, like two assists. He was just on fire. Um, and you know, Lubin, we always love to see Lubin, but it was also really exciting to see Indy get out there and just put some, put something in the net and not only once, but twice. So, and I don't know, I just, I had a really good time watching that game at home. Yeah. Really, really good. Felt good. It did feel good. It was, it was one of those matches where even though we were ahead, there was like this constant state of dread for me that it was all going to fall apart. And of course, you know, the team proved me wrong because they just stayed strong all the way through. And Berkey Um, got a clean sheet. And so thankful for Berkey and his clean sheet. Um, Yeah. Berkey has been incredible. We are really lucky to have him. And um, yeah, I, I always enjoy watching, like if we, mess up or I don't want to say mess up, but if we make a little mistake in the defensive area, like his face, he always looks so pissed. I know. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like that's his facial expression for me, but it's always like, um, like he's just trying to guide um, them in the right direction. And I love that. Like, I love that dynamic um and then you just always have like tim parker down there and he's just like a beast and (laughs) also very entertaining to watch so yeah all of that um 
you know, we got to see that and some milestones that I picked up from the um, the match recap on the app is this was Berkey's third clean sheet of the season. So congrats to him. And he is tied with Petrovic and Stover for most MLS saves. So wow. he has already like met a record. Um which is awesome. And then we had a the St. Louis native John Klein made his big debut. Oh, that was so nice. Yeah. He was on a short-term loan agreement from St. Uh, City 2. And so uh, because this was like a, uh, what's the word? I don't know. But a very specific kind of match, they were able to make that agreement. And so he got to be some fresh legs for the team. So that was awesome um but yeah i was happy to see us win i hope that we beat him again later every in the time season, every time and yeah. i think we have a good start to this rivalry like i think it's just gonna build momentum and i i yeah. hope that it yeah i think it's gonna be really fun kind of looking back at one of our first episodes we talked about rivalries and i know we brought it up since mm-hmm. but we were like until all the stuff happened with um, River City Ramble yeah. and the whole podcast thing, we were like, the KC thing feels a little forced. Like, it feels like just like this proximity thing. It doesn't yeah. feel like anything that is really going to amount to much. They're just trying to make it into a thing. But then when that happened, it was like, okay, we're all in on this. It's our it's our thing Yeah, now. and it, it feels good now because yeah. it's like we trounced them the first time, which feels good. Exactly. On Saturday, we finally went back to the stadium for the first time since the Cincy game. Uh, Both of us were there, um, and it was just great to be back in person, like after however many weeks it's been. It's been over a month. Yeah. It's been over a month, because that was the 15th of April, Mm -hmm. and this is like the end of May. Oh, my God. So it has been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. Really happy to be back. I nothing compares to the energy and the vibes of just being there. Um, especially when we win. Exactly. Especially when we win. And so, uh, yeah, I, I was so happy to be back. I will say this. I haven't actually been to a game that we've lost yet. I don't know if I have either. Like in person. No, you went to Minnesota, didn't you? No, you didn't go to Minnesota. I, I don't like, remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. Okay, fair enough. I just know that I have not I have not actually physically been to one that we've lost yet. Yeah, I'm I'm blanking. Like I'm going back just to see when it was because that would tell me if I was there or not. I, I don't think I've missed any home matches except for when I was gone in Cabo and um the the SKC match. So I don't know why I keep calling it SKC match either. <laughs> Sporting KC. Uh, I'm looking. Okay. They won one to nothing and we yeah. were at home and it was April 1st. So yeah, I was there. I just don't remember. <laughs> you blocked it out. It was too I think, traumatic. I think I was traumatized. Um <laughs> was not expecting to lose. Yeah, but anyway, I haven't been there when we've lost yet, so it's always a good feeling to go and then yeah. win. I, I don't know. Like, 
But um, we were talking about this game because it had some really big highlights. It was a lot of fun to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, Leuven got like the most perfect kick like from far away that I've seen yet in in soccer. And I know I'm new to it, but it was just like so beautiful. I was like, that's going to miss. That's going to miss. And then bam, into the net. Yeah, it was one of those free kicks where you're like, I'm glad we have a free kick. Like, that's cool. But wow, he is so far away. Like, how is he going to? And at an angle that I wouldn't expect for someone to be able to. I don't know why. I mean, these are skilled players, but I just didn't expect it. And then he curled it. it. it, He curled it right at the top of the net. And you see, like, you see his, his hand go up, like the goalkeeper. And it is right above his hand. Like he was grasping for it, but I don't think he could have anticipated that he was going to get it per like perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was beautiful. It was. I hope that that wins like the goal of the week or whatever they, they do like a MLS thing uh, for that. Cause it was just, Oh yeah. So pretty. So pretty. So happy for him. I know. Like and he, then- he's actually um, now him and Klaus are tied for most or for most goals scored. It's been a powerhouse. Yeah, he has been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I expected that. I just think that for so long, I, Klaus and I think even like Stroud and some some circumstances kind of overpowered and Geo. But uh, yeah, Lubin's been killing it yeah and so that's been that's been great then the next one was an own goal mm-hmm. um yeah it looked like he was trying to either deflect uh with his you know with a header or he was trying to get it back to the goalkeeper but either way it miscommunication went, for sure yeah it went right in and hey a goal is a goal yeah <laughs> and then they brought it up to 2-1 uh, I don't remember exactly Brian what happened White. there. Um, I don't remember. It just looked like just a clean, like, just goal. Right place, right time. I, yeah, I don't remember was, it being anything second tricky. Half, so it was, yeah, somewhere that, like, I don't remember. I don't remember. I just yeah. it was in the second half. And then, of course, our favorite part of the night, our favorite part of the night <laughs> was Mickey scored his first MLS goal. Mm-hmm. And it was the sweetest thing. It was in overtime and it was just like, yeah, I just, beautiful. I just couldn't, I could not, I was so happy for him. Me too. I was so happy for him. And even sweeter was Bradley Carnell's reaction to him getting that goal, which has been passed around on social media too, if you've missed that. But you could see it because they, they broadcast it on the big screen in the stadium while we were there. And he's just like, he is so excited. He looks even more excited than Miggy that Miggy got the goal. And it was yeah. like, oh my God, this is so cute. Yeah, it it really shows, like it demonstrates, I guess, the relationship between him and his players and yeah. that he really is invested in their growth and their success. And I mean, that was very apparent in, in that moment. And it was very heartwarming it was (laughs) I think that really made me proud to be a supporter for this team specifically because I was just like in that moment so sweet yeah loved it it was it was Mm -hmm. just like it was very 
human from all of them. And you could see like just the elation from like Perez when he scored and like yeah. the little heart that he held up to the whole stadium and just, oh. yeah. Like it was just complete joy. It like, was, it was complete joy. Celebration. It was so perfect. And I think he did the same exact celebration that son does. Um, Sorry, that's a shameless plug for the Spurs. But Sunny <laughs> does the same run up and slide, you know, on your knees. And I was like, ah, there it is. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so cute. Um, but also, he graduated the night before. So he just had one hell of a weekend. He did. I'm so happy for him. I know. Yeah. I know. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, I don't know. It just, it, it hits a little different when the younger players or the homegrown players are out there and they're doing like the work. You yeah. Know? It just, it's, there's something about it that just makes it like feel extra special. Yeah. Like I love our whole team. I really do. But like it, there's something a little different about him scoring that goal than Lubin getting his, even though Lubin's was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It, and, and there was something else that I noticed um, that happened. So when Mickey subbed on, um, I don't remember what at what point he subbed on. It was like 80, the 80th minute, somewhere from there. But he comes on, and they're all positioned for a corner kick on the white caps side. And he basically says to Blom, like, I'm here like, he basically, like, says something to him that's, like, it seems like he's, like, hey, just letting you know, like, I'm here. And Blom looks at him, and he's, like, I know. Like, I know. But I liked that because, again, it just reinforced their relationship, like, the mentorship, like, for the more experienced players with the younger players and even just the communication. Like, yeah. they all just seem to know, like, we're in this together. We're going to work through this together and yeah. um, very cohesive. So I love that. Um, but there is somebody that was in that stadium that did not love that. <laughs> the white caps coach. The white caps coach. Um, yeah. There was an article that was published after the fact, I guess there was obviously an interview as they do with the coaches after the match and um the word yeah. used was livid the word used was livid uh yeah he he didn't appear to be livid in the interview but he basically said that um the referee should be like they should have just canceled the game because he was playing or he was refereeing and calling so shamefully so he thought that they should have just canceled the match, like, because it was so bad. And I did some research and I did see that this specific um, referee has been called out a couple of times, like from other coaches, but I don't think that means anything because I think that, you know, referees just get called out all the time if things don't go the way that you want them to. But I can attest to that. He was saying that, you know, it was like he was their, you know, 12 player. And, and like, when I saw this come out, I was just like, did he watch the same first half of the game that I did? Because the first half of the game, we were getting cards all over the place and his, his players were getting away with everything. And I was like, second half, I thought it was more even, but the first half I was just like, yeah. what is going on? How come they're not getting carded for the same things that we're getting carded for? That sort of thing. And 
mm-hmm. whatever. Like, again, I don't referee soccer, but it was still in those things where it was just like, I don't, did we watch the same game? Also, you had an own goal. Mm-hmm. Also, our free kick was like, I can see maybe why you'd be like, well, they got a foul there and maybe they shouldn't have or whatever. But like, the free kick was beautiful. Yeah. Um, And then like the, the last one that we got with Mickey was just like classic. Like it was just regular play basically. Yeah. You know? And it's not like, I don't know. I mean, the, the Twitter backlash from the Vancouver fans was basically like, you put up a shitty lineup. This is on you. This is not on the referee, which I was kind of happy to see because it was like, it just seemed so made up. It, it did. He didn't even really give a lot of examples no. as to what it was that he thought was like the bad call specifically. And before the match during the interview, um, or, or he had an interview prior to the match. And I thought it was funny because he was like, it's a nice stadium. It's small, but it's nice. I mean, it's going to be really loud and we'll just have to adjust. And then he basically said, we've been playing like we played on Wednesday. So we have to bring in like eight new players to play today so that we can stay strong. He, he basically, yeah, was trying to adjust and I get that, but he just went straight to the referee. Um, He said that he was making calls and measurements, you know, at one part of the match. And then he was making like, he was inconsistent essentially. And they asked him if he was, like if he actually approached the referee um, to have a conversation and he said he, he didn't because he was afraid that he would say something that he didn't want to say because he was so angry. So he told the reporters instead. So he told the reporters instead, um, which kind of seems like, a, I don't know, like a wimpy thing to do. It is. And uh, then he basically said that he is writing a letter to MLS to – um, get the results canceled. Get the results canceled. And everyone, the consensus is that he's basically going to get fined because that's a like yeah. that's that's not a light accusation. Um yeah. because referees are are held to the highest yeah. like esteem. And he's so, basically just saying this referee cheated. Yeah. And without what like he he produced no real examples. And so I think he was just pissed. And I hope that he takes some time, thinks about it. And does not write a letter because that's not going to end well for him. No. Um, I, I did like his shirt, though. He did say uh, his shirt said, like, something about, like, uh, something about nerds. Dang it. I can't remember. But either way, I was like, I like his shirt. But other- otherwise, he was yeah, not cool. Not cool. Not cool at all. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. So it was a... Uh, big contrast between coaches that night um yeah yeah but i i do understand when you lose and when you are losing it is really tempting to look at the referees when they're calling fouls on your team or yellow cards um like that that is a hard piece for me like i'm tempted to think they're all wrong because i'm like now we're losing (laughs) it's your fault but it's it's not. And so yeah. um, I get it, but I think someone in his position should take things like that. Like, I mean, like he should take things like that the, seriously. Even if the referee makes mistakes and referees will make mistakes, they're human. They're not perfect. It's still a part of the game. And I don't think that I don't think with how they played that that's a valid excuse that the referee, no. you know, 
basically messed them up. Like, that's not a valid excuse with how they played. It's not a valid excuse with the lineup that they put up. Yeah. And I, in the Punk's Discord that we have, uh, someone was like, well, he's probably just trying to deflect off of his players. Yeah. Because, like, the players, he doesn't want the players to receive the hate, so he's doing this kind of big thing to kind Mm -hmm. of cause drama to pull it off the players and more onto himself and the referee than on the players. Well, unfortunately, and I think that would be really kind of him to do, um, but unfortunately, based on what I'm seeing on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they're not going for him. They're going for the players. Yeah. Specifically, <laughs> the goalkeeper is yep. getting all of the like retribution for that. Um, so, yeah, and – they're not nice. No. <laughs> I mean, the internet is a mistake. It is a terrible place. It is. But, yeah, I I uh, am happy to see that we won, though. And I think things are looking good. Um, yeah, I think that we've we've kind of figured out how to play with, like, this this team. Like, I, I think we talked last time a little bit about, like, synergy and how, like, different players seem to feed off each other in positive ways. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the lineups that we've had the last two games have, like, really clicked and figured it out. Yeah. And I think that – I mean, I think it's interesting we both – I don't know if we did this on purpose, but we did mirror their like their lineup. Like they, we both did four two three one, which mm-hmm. seems like we're just trying to keep like strong on the defense. And yeah. they did the same thing. I don't know if we were trying to conform to like their typical like play style or what, but that worked really well for us. It I did. mean, having you know uh, Parker Nowinski. Um, Blom, it, well, he wasn't, you know, on the back, but Hebert and Bartlett. Hebert was also really great, had a lot of energy. Yeah. Was always in the right Blom's place at the right time. Everywhere. But Blom is just everywhere. He's so good. And he's, like, he's capable of, like, getting the ball without causing a foul or a stop in the play. Yeah. Like, he can just, like, his footwork is so incredible. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, love seeing him on the field. Yeah. Every time. Anna Maria is like, Blom's on the field. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> very excited. So, yeah, but we we love to see that. And, um, yeah, but the last thing I'm going to mention is that I did go online to look at some of the stats, and I did notice that if you go to the overview, um, you can see the formation, and then you can also see that there are Google ratings for players. Um, Wait, so this is on Google? This is on Google. Yeah. So basically you can go on Google and you can just, if you click on them, like you click on their face, then it allows you to just select like how many stars you want to give them. And so on our team, it looks like the average is somewhere in like the 4.2, 4.3. That's high. I go to that uh, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Hey, okay. Berkey had a 4.6. Let's go Berkey. Um, you know, Leuven 4.7. Uh, so seeing all of our players, uh, above the four point, uh, well, we have a couple that are just below, but no biggie. Um, but unfortunately looking at Vancouver's and I just happened to look at Vancouver's side, um, not so great, but it's hard to say who's going over there and leaving those reviews. I mean, anyone can do it. So I could go on there right yeah, now. I, I had the opportunity. How invested would you be to go into another team's and do it? That's the thing. Right. Because what numbers do they have? So we're looking at a lot of like uh, 2.2s, 1.9s. Um, I would say like the median is 
like 2.4, 2.6, or sorry, the average. I would not eat at that restaurant. No, I would not eat that eat at that restaurant either. It'd be really funny if you could leave a review too. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would be too rude. People would be really rude. So yeah. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Anna Maria and I are going to reveal what we mentioned in our last podcast about a specific list that we are working on. And I'm going to let Anna Maria tell you what it is and then. Oh, no. (laughs) And why we're so excited about it. Okay. So basically, there is a stereotype that women only watch men's sports because they think that the players are attractive or something else, blah, 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 blah. And we've decided since the beginning of the podcast that we were not going to comment on like how players looked because we figured that was an easy way for people to be like, oh, that's the only reason why they're watching when we actually really do enjoy the game. And so we started joking around about this concept about like, really, it was, it was like only a couple of weeks into the season. It was the Portland Timbers away match for us. Yeah. And we started joking around about how, Oh, well, you know, can't comment about the players, but that referee is pretty cute. And then it turned into this whole thing. So what we've got is we've got a referee hot list, which Mm -hmm. is about 85% based on their calls and 15% based on how attractive they are to us. And again, this is completely subjective, except for maybe the calls bit. That's a little less subjective. Um, But it still is kind of subjective. So it's, it's all in good fun. It is our referee hot list. And what we do is we kind of discuss like, well, this person's up near the top of the list or this person's down at the bottom of the list. And um, yeah, it's been like an ongoing thing. A st- basically a standings. And yeah. we'll obviously acquire new referees to evaluate as time goes on. So it's kind of a running list, more of like, you know, them moving around on the table. But they still will move around on the table. But yeah, and part of that 85% is – how they handle calls, how they handle players running up after a call is made. Um, Because I think we started talking about the list because we watched, like Anna Maria said, the Timbers match, the away match. And um, we were like, Hey, he's pretty cute. And he's making really good calls um, for both sides. Yeah. I would say. And then we thought about the very first match with Austin and um, how the referee was basically, it seemed like he was wrangling them because he would constantly be in the middle. Like if they were setting up a no, that formation. that was a home opener against Charlotte. That was a home opener against Charlotte. Unless oh. I talking about them. But I, I know that we talked about because I didn't see the one against Austin. I only saw the Charlotte one. It was Charlotte. Because that okay. was a home opener. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway um he was basically wrangling them the whole time like there was a formation if there was a corner kick he was in there like moving them and then every call they were coming up to him and he was like no like i'm not dealing with this shit." and he was just very confident in his calls and so although he was you know on the attractive level who knows but on the call level and like his confidence his ability to just throw down oh yeah he's at the he's he's near the the top top. yeah near the top so yeah we're working on the list we obviously need to go back and get some names and recollect some information yeah (laughs) but 
otherwise that's something to look forward to and you can weigh in I, yep. at any point and so we'll post it to socials you can weigh in and um we can all just get involved with the referees and yeah <laughs> i don't wait, think that. wait <laughs> what did you just say? i take that back <laughs> not like that i know i know but yeah so that's just something fun that we're working on and i look forward to or we look forward to sharing it with you yeah and i think that it's it'll be entertaining like we are going to have a relegation zone on our hot list yes and these are the referees that we you know are not the most fans of the biggest fans of and so that will be the bottom of our list at the end of the season we will go through and we will introduce the whole list to you and we will remind you which games that they refereed and um you know just kind of rank them based on that yeah and uh i think that chicago the chicago fire referee should be an instant relegation but yeah that's not fair we, but we could have worse. I was not a fan. I know. I was not a fan. Neither was I. I mean, we definitely deserve the cards against us, but I felt like they he missed he missed a couple of really important calls. And yeah. that's enough for me to just you're yeah. out. You're, you're out. out. You're relegated. You Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, you're all out. <laughs> Southampton didn't get relegated? Really did. They did? They're at the very bottom of the table. I thought it was just Leeds and Leicester. Southampton is at the very bottom. Oh, and, I missed that. Yeah. No, oh, Southampton's man. out. We can cut that part. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. This is, this is, this is yeah. Okay. It goes Leeds. No, Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, but no Everton. Everton's right above them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Newcastle needed to win or something, and that was gonna tip the scale. Oh, but they they drew with us. Yeah, that's why Jeff said the other day he was like, "Tell Dakota and Anna Maria that their team needs to get it together." <laughs> and he's like, "This is the only time I'll That's say that." Too big of an the ask. The only time too I big know. Of an ask. Chelsea I'll win. Is... <laughs> yeah, they can't win. Yeah. They can't win. Nope. Um, but going back to this, uh, when I told a couple of people about this, I said the referee might be blind, but we are not. Submit your guess for who will be relegated from the English Premier League uh, this next season to us on socials or at our email at stlwannabefans at gmail.com. Will it be the Spurs? Will it be Chelsea? Will it be one of the newly promoted teams? What do you think, Christina? Bonus points if you choose Chelsea. That just sounds like a bullied person (laughs) bullying somebody else. Hey, hurt people hurt people. Oh, my God. (laughs) 